This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني أبقه قولي How's everyone doing after making mummies out of toilet paper um, My topic today is a very very uh, difficult but very important topic and that is the topic of forgiveness uh, I want to break down this topic and talk about first the definition of forgiveness why forgiveness is so important and then talk about how we can begin to forgive first of all it's very important for us to define the concept of forgiveness and the reason why it's very important to define the concept of forgiveness is that oftentimes people misunderstand forgiveness as being a victim. So what do I mean by that? Sometimes people misunderstand the concept of forgiveness as being the same thing as turning the other cheek. Turning the other cheek means that if you come to me and you hit me on one cheek, I turn my cheeks so you can hit me on the other. Okay? okay? That, that is, not is not an Islamic, Islamic concept. concept. Turn, Turn the other, other cheek, cheek is from, a, is from, is from different, different religious backgrounds, backgrounds not, not our, our deen. deen. And, and so, so I want, I want to, very, from, from the very, very beginning, beginning, define forgiveness correctly. correctly. That, that forgiveness, forgiveness does not mean that you continue to allow yourself to be abused. That forgiveness does not mean that you continue to allow yourself to be mistreated. Or, or oppressed. oppressed. Our, Our deen is not a deen of injustice. injustice. It, does it does not allow for injustice. injustice. It does, it does not, not tolerate injustice, injustice. or, or oppression. oppression. In, in fact, fact, we are, we are told, told in our, our deen that, that part of Iman is taking action, action against injustice. injustice. The Prophet, the Prophet said, if you see something wrong, you should try to change it. He doesn't, he doesn't say, say if you see something wrong, then turn, turn the other, other cheek. cheek. He doesn't, he doesn't say, say if you see something wrong, have sabr, sister. He doesn't say that. He says if you see something wrong, you should try to change it with your hand. And if you cannot, then with your tongue. And if you cannot, then at least hate it in your heart, and that's the weakest of iman. What is he teaching us here? He's teaching us that it is part of Iman to take action against what is wrong. It is part of Iman to take action against injustice. So from the very beginning, I want to make, clarify that forgiveness does not mean being passive. Forgiveness does not mean that you harmed me, I will forgive you and allow you to harm me again. Okay? okay, so, so from, the from the very beginning, beginning I want to establish that understanding that, 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 that this deen teaches us not to approve or, or accept, accept 
abuse, or injustice, or mistreatment, whether that abuse or that injustice or that mistreatment is happening to you or your children or the person down the road or the person overseas. We as a deen, we are taught not to accept injustice and not to accept abuse. So this is a lot of undoing that we have to do. A lot of unlearning that we have to do. Because for a long time, we've been taught in some circles that being religious, being a good woman or man, means that you have to be quiet about abuse. You have to swallow it and keep a smile on your face. You have to turn the other cheek. You have to be passive. You have to have sabr. This is not the meaning of sabr. And this is not the meaning of forgiveness. So I want you to be very clear. We are a deen of action. We are not a passive deen. We are an active religion. We are an active deen. And we are the people who stand up against injustice. The Prophet ﷺ said, Help your brother if he is an oppressor or he is oppressed. And the companion said, we know how to help him if he's oppressed. But how can we help him if he's the oppressor? And the Prophet ﷺ replied, by stopping him from oppressing. That is how we help our brother. Whether that brother is a relative or a spouse, that is how we help our brother, by stopping the oppression. Not by allowing it, turning our, our face to it, being passive about it, and then being complicit. That means that we are enabling oppression and we will be asked about that. Because Allah says that He does not allow for injustice done by Himself or others. Allah does not approve of injustice. And we are asked about our amana. We are asked about our amana. What is our amana? Well, myself is an amana. My body is an amana. My heart and my soul and my mind is an amana. And if I do not take care of it, I will be asked. And if, and if I, I allow, allow it to be, be abused, abused, I will I be asked. asked. It, doesn't it doesn't actually belong to me. It belongs to Allah. This is why we say, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. It's because we know everything belongs to Allah and to Allah it returns. So even my own self is belonging to Allah. And it is an amana. What's an amana? A trust. Allah has allowed me to have that body, to have that heart, that soul, that mind for a while, but it doesn't belong to me. I am in charge of it and I must take care of it. My children are an amana. My children are a trust. I don't own my children. My children are given to me by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I am responsible to protect them. I am responsible to take care of them and I will be asked. And if, and if I, I allow my children to be in harm's way, even, even if that, that harm is coming from my spouse, spouse I will I be asked that I allowed my children to be abused. What, what did you do to protect your children, children from, from abuse? abuse? I will I be asked for that, that because they are under my care. care. So, so, be, so be, be very, very careful, careful not, not to think that it is righteousness to turn your face to injustice or abuse, even if that's happening to you or to your children or to your family. So forgiveness does not mean allowing injustice to continue. What does forgiveness mean? What does sabr mean? 
Sabr, before I get to forgiveness, Sabr is a very deep term in the Arabic language that does not only mean patience. Sabr also includes perseverance. Now, perseverance is the ability to take action and to be consistent in that action. For example, it requires sub to wake up on time for Fajr every single day. That's an action. And it requires sub because it requires that muscle of perseverance. To take action against injustice requires sub. So when, so when someone, someone says to someone who is being abused, have sabr, what they really mean is have sabr and get yourself out of that situation. That's the type of sabr that you need in that particular circumstance. See, depending on the circumstance, the type of sabr that is required is going to be different. In the case where there is action required, I require sabr to take that action and to be strong and to persevere. In the case where something has happened that I cannot control, the loss of a family member, and I cannot control it, there's no action that I can take to stop it, it is something out of my hands, then in that circumstance, sabr requires accepting the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, accepting the qada and qadar of Allah. And so it depends on the situation what type of sabr is required. But we have to be very clear that when there's a situation of mistreatment or abuse or injustice, the type of sabr that is required is an active sabr. An active sabr according to the commands of the Prophet ﷺ who said, if you see something wrong, you have to try to change it. Try to change it with your hand and if you cannot, then with your tongue. And if you cannot, do anything, at least hate it in your heart. And this is the weakest of Iman. So Iman is linked with taking action against injustice. Now what is forgiveness? If forgiveness doesn't mean I allow you to continue to abuse, then what is forgiveness? Forgiveness is an act of the heart. Forgiveness means that if you harmed me, I will forgive you in my heart. But externally, I will take action to make sure it doesn't happen again. That is part of the whole picture. Forgiveness doesn't mean that I forgive you inside and then you continue to abuse me. Forgiveness means I will forgive what has happened in the past, but I will make sure it doesn't happen again in the future. We are a religion of action. Now, why should we forgive? What are the things that keep us from forgiving? A lot of times, we cannot forgive the wrongs that have happened to us in the past because we feel that certain people don't deserve our forgiveness. Yeah, yeah sound familiar? familiar? But, but he, he or she, or she doesn't, doesn't deserve, deserve my forgiveness. forgiveness. About, about that, that, I want to I want tell, tell you guys a story. story. So, so at the at time, the time of, the of the Prophet, Prophet Aisha as you know, was, was accused, accused of being unchaste. And, and this rumor was being spread about Aisha radiallahu Now her father Abu Bakr found out that one of the people spreading the rumor about Aisha was a relative. And not only was he a relative, but he was a relative that Abu Bakr was financially supporting. Can you imagine that? 
So not only is this a relative who's slandering or helping to spread this slander about your daughter, but it's a relative who you're helping out financially. Can you imagine what our response would be? Well, Abu Bakr didn't, didn't go out and seek revenge. He didn't go out and like hire a hitman. All he did was stop the financial support. The financial support. Now, what happened when he did that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed an ayah in the Quran in which he addresses Abu Bakr Let them pardon and overlook. Now this, I want to pause for a second. Allah is telling Abu Bakr to pardon and overlook with regards to the financial support. With regards to the financial support. Now keep in mind, this isn't about allowing this man to continue to abuse because Aisha Radha was proven innocent. But now it was about the financial support, the forgiveness in his heart. And he says to him, Allah says, let them pardon and overlook. Now this is where we usually would say, why should I? Why? This person doesn't deserve my forgiveness. This person didn't come and apologize and try to make up for it. Look at the next part of the ayah. Allah says, Do you not love for Allah to forgive you? And therein is the point. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us a very important principle here. And that is that how I treat others becomes a reflection of how Allah treats me. I'm going to repeat that because it's so important. How I treat others is a reflection of how Allah will treat me. And so the point here, Allah wasn't saying forgive him, pardon, forgive, because he's really, really sorry. He didn't say pardon and forgive because he apologized. He took the man out of the equation, Allah. Allah is not talking about the man right now. He's saying, So now this transaction is not between Abu Bakr and the one who hurt him. This transaction is between Abu Bakr and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is the point. It shifts the focus of how we treat people. Because when we're treating people, we're doing it for Allah. And not only are we doing it for the sake of Allah, there's another step further here. And that is that you treat people. You know the golden rule, what is it? Treat others as you would want them to treat you, yeah? There's a different rule here. We'll call it the platinum rule, okay? Treat others as you would like God to treat you. That's more powerful. Treat others as you would like God to treat you. This is why we are told again and again, this connection. The Prophet said, have mercy to, the, to, to those on the earth and the one in the heavens will have mercy on you. In another hadith, the one who does not have mercy on people will not be shown mercy by God. That connection. And that connection is made in this ayah. Do you not love for Allah to forgive you? So forgive that person, not because they deserve your forgiveness, 
not because they apologize, but because you want the forgiveness of God. And this is a transaction that Allah makes with us. When we are merciful to others, when we forgive others, we get the mercy and forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is a transaction better than any other transaction. You know what it's like? It's like, how many of you guys ever shop Black Friday deals? Come on now, don't lie. Exactly, right? Black Friday is when you get the deals, right? There are people who will stand outside in the freezing cold, right? Outside Best Buy, they'll camp just to save a few hundred dollars. That's how we are, right? Now it's earlier and earlier. You go do PM at the mall. And tow off at the mall. In the middle of the night, right? This is the time when we won't even pray to Hedrid, but we'll, we're at the mall. God bless us. We love a good deal. That's the point. This is, this is basic human psychology. Humans love a good deal. And in and fact, we'll go to a lot, lot of, of, of sacrifice, sacrifice to get a good deal. deal. Now, now, I'm going to tell, tell you a good deal. deal. Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes a good deal. deal. Better, Better than, than any, any of these deals. deals. I'm, not I'm not talking a couple, couple hundred, hundred dollars off a laptop. laptop. This, this is Allah saying, you forgive this person, I'll give you something priceless. You get it? It's not 100, 300, it's not 700 dollars. It's not $7,000. It's Allah saying that if you forgive this person, I'll give you my forgiveness. And the forgiveness of Allah has no price tag. It's priceless. In fact, the Prophet said that no person will enter paradise by their deeds alone. No one will enter paradise by their actions alone. And the companions asked him, even you, O Rasulullah. And he said, even me. Except that Allah has mercy on me. So I think it's fair to say we're all in desperate need of the mercy of God. Yeah? You think it's fair? It's fair to say. Allah is saying that if you do this small thing of forgiving this person, then I will forgive you. Now, here's the other thing I want to point out. If you are the type of person who is very harsh with people, if you're the type of person who refuses to forgive, then you should be a little scared. And the reason for that is, what was the platinum rule? Treat others as you want God to treat you. Do you guys get it? When you are harsh with others, when you refuse to forgive others, you are asking God to be that way with you. And that's very, very frightening. Because if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was that way with us, none of us would enter paradise. We can only enter paradise by His mercy and His forgiveness. And if we treat people that way, and Allah were to treat us the way we treat people, we'd be in a lot of trouble. So there's there's some some introspection we have to do. We have to look internally and we have to change the way we are. And we have to realize that when you're forgiving those people, you are actually freeing yourself. It isn't about those other people. You know, there's this quote that says, holding a grudge is like 
drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. How smart is that? Who is going to suffer from the poison that you drink? You are. And that's what happens with holding a grudge. Holding a grudge and refusing to forgive isn't hurting the other person. It's hurting you. And letting go of that anger and letting go of that grudge and forgiving is actually freeing yourself. And not only is it freeing yourself, but it's putting you in a position to be forgiven by God. That's powerful. Now, one of the things that make it difficult for us to forgive, let's talk about that. We talked about so-and-so doesn't deserve my forgiveness, right? But we took the person out of the equation. We said that it's actually about you and God, that I want to be forgiven by God, and therefore I will forgive this person. And it isn't about the person. It's about me and my creator. Another reason why it becomes difficult to forgive is that sometimes we feel that certain people have hurt us and harmed us so deeply that we can never forget. We can never let it go. Now, I want to reiterate, forgiveness doesn't mean you allow yourself to continue to be mistreated. Forgiveness is about the past. Remember, forgiveness is about the past. How do we let go of the past? Well, this idea that so-and-so hurt me, ruined my life, ruined this or that aspect of my life, to that I'm going to tell you guys a very, very deep hadith in which the Prophet says, But before I continue this hadith, I want to ask you guys a question. This is a question that so many people struggle with. And it's it's the struggle struggle with this question question that that makes makes some some even leave God altogether, altogether, leave religion, religion, become become atheists. atheists. And it's the the question question of why do bad bad things things happen happen to good good people? People People struggle struggle with this question. question. Why Why do bad bad things things happen happen to good people? people? The question question of suffering. suffering. So I want to ask you this question. Why do bad things happen to good people? Now, if I were to ask you, I'd get a lot of different answers. But the interesting thing about this question is that the question itself is flawed. The answer to this question is that bad things never happen to good people. And you're going to be like, hold up. Right? Right, right. But, but I can I tell, tell you, you a whole list of bad things that happen to very good people. How can you tell me, and I will repeat myself, that bad things never happen to good people? You know what the problem is? It's all in our definition of good and bad. The Prophet says, The matter of a believer is strange. Why? Amruhu kullu that all of his or her matters are good. Do you know what that means? It means that bad things never happen to good people. It means that whatever has happened to you as a believer was actually good for you, even when it appears bad on the outside. 
عسى أن تكره شيئا وهو خير لكم It might be that you hate something and it is good for you وعسى أن تحب شيئا وهو شر لكم And it might be that you love something and it is bad for you والله يعلم وأنتم لا تعلمون And Allah knows and you do not know What are we learning from these principles? It's that things might happen in our lives and they may hurt us. Don't get me wrong. I acknowledge that. They may hurt us. But ultimately, the Prophet is telling us, وسلم, that the outcome for a believer is always good. Even when it's through hardship, even when it's through struggle, even when it's through pain. Even when it's through trial. The outcome is always good. And the Prophet emphasizes this is only the case for a believer. And that is because of the response of the believer that no matter what happens to them, it's good for them. He says if something comes that you like, that a believer wants, the believer responds with gratitude. And so it is good for them. And if and something, if something comes, comes to the believer that they, that they do not, not like, like, pain, loss, struggle, hardships, hardships trials, if, if that, that comes, comes to a believer, the believer, the believer is patient, is patient and, so and so it is, it is still is good for him. For him. What does that change about our outlook? Well, it actually, it actually changes, changes everything. everything. And, the and the reason, reason for that... For that is if you start to change the way you see your life circumstances, if you start to change the lens by which you understand your past, the lens by which you understand everything that has happened to you, and even everything people have done to you, you start to change it. And you start to see that in fact, it was the outcome was good for you. The outcome, the outcome was, was good, good for you. For you. Let, me Let me give you guys, you guys an example. example. You, take you take a child, child to the doctor, to the doctor and you and give you the give child, child a shot. shot. Now, now inside, inside of that, that needle, needle may be medicine, medicine that is curing that child of a disease. disease. But does, does the, the shot, shot feel good or bad? bad? It, feels it feels bad, bad right? right? It hurts. It hurts. Is, is the, the child, child happy about this whole experience? No, no, not, not so, much. so much. The child, the child is actually, is actually quite, quite upset, upset screaming, screaming, angry, angry has, has no, no consciousness, consciousness of the of medicine. medicine. The, the child, child only feels the pain. And that's, and that's because, because of the understanding of the, of the child, child. Right? right? But, but if, if you, you take, take a little bit older child, child who can, can understand, understand, so they're so 10 years old, and you explain to them, I know it's going to hurt for a moment, but it's going to cure you. That child can sort of be patient, right? But you take an adult and you give them a shot that is saving their life. What does the adult respond with? And the answer is, thank you, doctor. Gratitude. Contentment. This is called rida. This is called rida. Now, what is the difference between these three people? The baby, the 10-year-old, and the adult. They're all They're getting all the exact, exact same, same shot, shot, the exact same experience, experience the exact, exact same pain. pain. The, difference the difference is in their understanding of what has happened, happened. In, in their, their insight, insight or their, their basira. 
that their understanding is at different levels. And when you get to a point where your understanding is higher, then you don't respond with anger anymore. Do you get that? Your response changes once your understanding changes. Your response changes once your lens changes. And you start to see things deeper. And so when you go back and look at your life, And you change your understanding of it. And you stop thinking that so-and-so ruined me or ruined my life or, or did this to me and did that to me. But instead, you see it differently. That even though they did this to me, in the end, it was good for me. Because in the end, I grew. I learned. I changed. I was cured of certain things. And And if if none none of that that is enough, enough, let this be enough. enough. The The fact fact that the Prophet Prophet said that no pain or hurt or anxiety or worry or depression or sadness inflicts a believer, even the prick of a thorn, except that it's removing sins from them like leaves falling from a tree. So if so nothing if else, else, if it was, it was a purification for you, for you if, if nothing, nothing else, it becomes the reason that you enter Jannah, then did that, that person hurt you? you? Or, should or should you be, you be sending, sending them thank you cards? cards? Did that, did that person, person really hurt you? you? Yes, yes, they hurt, hurt you. you. But, but see, there's, there's external hurt and there's real internal. The real kind of harm. And the the truth truth is, is, no no one one can actually actually harm you. That it all, it's it's all dependent on your response. response. And if you respond respond in the right right way, then the the words of the Prophet Prophet apply to you. That everything is good for you. That his matters are all good. It is in our hands. It's not in the hands of the people. It's in our hands because we choose how we respond. We choose how we respond. And if a person responds in the way the Prophet ﷺ tells us, either patience or gratitude, then no matter what people do to you, they can't actually hurt you. No matter what people do to you, no matter what comes your way, nothing can actually harm you. Even if externally it looks like it was harm. Do you guys understand? Externally the the shot, it it hurts. But the reality is that it was actually good for you. And this becomes our, our choice. We have to take back that power. We can't let other people have that power over us. We have to take back that power in how we respond. And we don't don't allow allow others others to break break us. The The way way in which which you do not not allow others others to break you you is by your ability to respond respond in the way that that grows you rather than breaks you. And by forgiving, by forgiving, you're taking back that power. Because you're saying, you can't control me. You can't break me. I am going to take whatever has happened in my life and I'm going to use it to become stronger. And I'm going to let it go and I'm going to forgive, not for you, but actually for me. 
I'm going to forgive because number one, that frees me. And most importantly, it allows me to get the forgiveness of Allah. So it's a win-win. But you have to change the way you see it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving you an opportunity to gain the forgiveness of Allah by forgiving those who have hurt you. Now, how is it? How is it that we can get to a point where we can change the way we view our history, our past? See, if you change the way you see what that person or that situation did to you, it becomes a lot easier to forgive. Because no longer did they destroy you. No longer did they, did they ruin your life because you realize that in fact it was actually good for you. Lastly, I want to end with this, inshallah. Realize that this life was never designed to be perfect. One of the problems that we fall into is when we expect perfection. And if we expect perfection, when it is not perfect, we become extremely deeply devastated. And the level of our devastation is in proportion to the level of our expectation. So we expect perfection from people. We expect perfection from life. And life isn't perfect and people aren't perfect. And so it becomes a lot easier to forgive when you have the proper expectations. See, if I expect... It's kind of like, like, I'll give you a strange strange analogy, analogy, yeah? yeah. We We live in America, America, and we're we're used used to a certain certain level of luxury. luxury. We're We're used used to a certain certain level of customer customer service, service, right? right? So So if you go on an airplane, airplane, you're always going to know the Americans because they're the ones who are complaining. And the reason we complain more than other people is because we expect a certain level. And when we don't get that, and I... I'm part of that. I'm American. What can I say? We expect a certain level of treatment. A certain level. And then when we don't get that, we, we, that's not cool. And we, we, we can't just let it go. It's, it's, it's something that has to do with our expectation. But when you don't have any expectation of something called customer service as, as there are in a lot of other countries, there's like no expectation. So you're not going to be upset. You guys understand what I'm saying? You guys get what I'm saying. You you went to any other country. You know what I'm saying. America is like customer service is key, right? So we get used to that. We go somewhere else. We're like, what's this about? But this is about expectation, right? And so if we have an expectation of perfection from people, we're going to be a lot less likely to let things go. We're going to be a lot more angry. But if we realize that people are imperfect, if we realize that life is imperfect, then we are a lot more tolerant, more able to forgive. Right? Again, let me reiterate, assuming that it is not abuse, it is not injustice in that sense or mistreatment, that you continue to allow to happen. But we forgive the past. And we we forgive forgive because we are are desperately in need of the forgiveness of Allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And allow me to remind you of this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, just to put things into context. 
أم حسبتم أن تدخلوا الجنة ولما يأتكم مثل الذين خلوا من قبلكم Do you think that you'll enter paradise without going through that which those who came before you went through? مستهم البأساء والضراء وزلزلوا حتى يقول الرسول والذين آمنوا معه متى نصر الله They were they went through hardship adversity they were so shaken until even the messengers and those with the messengers called out asking when will the help of Allah come Meta Nasrullah A lot of us, we've reached points in our lives where we felt this way. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding us that we are on the same path as those who came before us. And they went through things so difficult that even the messengers and the people with the messengers asked, Meta Nasrullah, we are not alone. And Allah reminds us, Indeed, the help of Allah is near.